0: All right, what up? This is Killjoy here, and it is Monday night. It's yeah. it's Monday night. I am here with Red Dog Radio, and uh Red Dog Radio and I were part of a band back there in the day called Sheffield Wednesday, and this is a it's a memoir, would yes, you say? Yes. It's a memoir to one of those songs. So I if you've listened to this podcast a while, you know that I recently put my my album on um put it out on spotify put it on itunes uh the band is sheffield wednesday the album name is the vagabond uh and this was recorded in
1: 90,
0: one. 91 91 we're we're just recalling we discovered tonight on some some eight track uh, that we recorded and we're going to discuss here one of the key songs uh the headline song called the vagabond and then we're gonna play that song after it. So this is a is a bit of a uh, a memoir or a love song to to a song that was a fantastic song.
1: You wrote the lyrics, right?
0: I did. I did wrote the lyrics of this. So so uh, let's, let's go back in time here for a minute. Ninety one. It's just ninety one. It's Set a this, cold dark night. It was, night a, tonight. it was a cold dark night like tonight. Go, sorry, go on. We'd probably drink as much alcohol as we had tonight and uh okay what do you remember why we started the band what was it on, the, on the charter well you guys
1: you guys started it first and i was just around hanging out listening to you guys in the garage and i i don't remember how i became the lead singer to be the lead honest singer or A-singer. A-singer.
0: It's, it's, <laughs> I don't a remember that. In the I, I don't remember that either. So, I, and I do remember the reason we started it was to get chicks. So I don't know how you ended up being the lead singer too. Well, I, I remember like being the lead
1: singer. It's like, oh man, I'm going to get laid. Um, and oh shit, I got to be
0: on stage. That came later. But um, yeah, I don't know. So this that. is a good point. So... We were starting off on a band, and I gotta say, none of us were musicians. And uh, there were two other guys in the band: another guy Kevin, another guy Scott, who played guitar, and myself, Killjoy here, playing bass. But I played bass because someone left a guitar from like an air band competition in the garage, and I was like, I think I can do that. <laughs> so I really? Did. So I, I, I never knew that it was, it was a it was a bass. It was a white bass guitar used in one of the... oh I remember that one you of the use that forever yep yep, and uh <clears throat> but lo and behold um got pretty good on that thing so we formed the band, and we none of us could sing, but gosh, what was it the very first the very first time we got this band together okay we so we formed this band and we couldn't really. None of us could really play, nor did we know how much how it took to play. But the key point being, we really wanted to play a show more than we wanted to be a band. So, so we set up a gig. One of the guys knew how to play guitar. And when we played, all of us together, things sounded a little weird. So we, we twisted the tuning forks until it didn't sound weird. And then that gives you an extent of how good our, our abilities were at this point in time. And we talked a guy into being the drummer. And so the first song we were going to play... May I interject? Go, go. <laughs> so
1: we did ended up going through drummers like the guys in Spinal Tap. Like the, the parody or satire. The freak gardening accident. <laughs> we did have a couple of drummers at the beginning. Anyway, go on.
0: No, the, this was a key moment too because... And I'm not going not gonna to reference our first drummer because he was the, the key to him being a drummer was that he had a drum set it wasn't so much that he was a drummer but he had a drum set that's right <laughs> and then and he could kind of hit the drums so we we're like you're going to be the drummer but the odd thing was another guy came in who played drums a little better Shane right no this this was Jason so Jason would come over on off days to practice and he was better at the drums. And so for our first gig, we tried to find a way for our good drummer not to show up. And we tried to plot this thing, and it didn't work. So the song we were going to play was Bullet the Blue Sky, right? It was Bullet the Blue Sky. Now, that,
1: that wasn't the first show. Like, the first show was uh, Wellborn's
0: House. No, the, the, Wellborn's was after that. We actually no could way. play really? three songs. No, we, we could play three songs by Wellborn's.
1: All right guys, this is 30 years ago. So I'm the lead singer. I'm kind of a flake, so I can't I don't remember stuff. Well,
0: <laughs> so so here's the way it goes. I'm going to say we're all in the 1617 world somewhere like that. We're in a house party. It's packed. Like everybody knew this was gonna happen, and uh, we set up the the way this sort of interior house was. They had like that stage, you remember, like a sunken. That was room? Josh's house. Yeah. Josh's house had that too. The
1: bullet, the blue sky
0: was outside. We're outside. Are we? So we, so we all get in line, and I start playing the bullet. No, start playing the bass, and our drummer was the wrong drummer. Started playing the drums. And you know both the Blue Sky, there's just like a... The guitar makes noises. You don't really play the guitar at the beginning. It's screwing around. And the bass and the drums sort of go on this riff. And Jerry, why don't you tell me, walk us through what happened next. Well... Was that my... That was
1: the first time I was supposed to sing. (laughs) That
0: was the first time you... Hold on, and another question was asked tonight... Which uh, was, why, why was he selected our lead singer? And so Which I asked. Because yeah. I don't remember why. And, and I remember it. We'd sit around watching Ren and Stimpy. And you'd go on the back porch and you'd yell out of the back of Kevin's house. And we are like, well, that sounds that sounds pretty good. Oh <laughs> He's going to be our singer. You'd yell into the canyon and we'd be like, yeah. That's, a, that's our singer right there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Give him a mic. <laughs> all of us sounded terrible too so anyway <laughs> so
1: both the blue skies, first time singing I remember uh, Lisa Latine was behind me that's right yeah my our uh, high school friend um, not a girlfriend just a friend at the time she was trying to encourage me on and get right to the point where I'm supposed to start singing I thought, fuck this shit and I just walked out <laughs> dropped the mic
0: you no, know, you got one You got one line out, because I remember distinctly looking over, and you, you go, you, you made it through, in the howling wind, and then it was, I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just sat there, and it was full smile. it all dissolved. I think I left. That was probably one of our most crowded shows, too. I'm going to say there was at least a hundred. I think I left after that, somehow made it home. There must have been 150 people there yeah yeah so yeah thanks for bringing that up but that yeah, we, yeah, yeah that was a good time which also led into the Wellborn Manor show which was what you were referencing, which we did back in black didn't make it too much further but I don't think I sang I I was like in in
1: still in I don't remember singing at his house or maybe I sang one song
0: no, you sang at that show maybe we had we made it through four, four tunes at that show one of them being the song we're about to get into, which is Vagabond. Now, we are on the West Coast here. We're down in San Diego. And all of us sort of surfed. or very, very into the beach culture. And the tunes we came to, I think, were very derivative off. If you've ever listened to The Ventures, um, Jan and Dean. Some kind of classic surf music is what, what we sort of loved. And... Also, at the time, we were very... The Smiths was a major influence. Yeah. Major influence. Um, which didn't really make sense, putting surf guitar and the Smiths together, but... Well, and then our older bro- brothers, which were all
1: kind of the same age, were into the Smiths. Yeah. At the time.
0: I think that was... Definitely a, about that. a key anyway. influence. So, uh, we had two guitar... Two guys, one guy... Um, who sort of played some chords. We, You know, we it, this song actually started out being called the cowboy song at a long intro with some reverb and the intro was almost so long that it over, like the intro is half of the song, But you can even listen to the song now. The intro is significantly long. Oh, imagine, uh, yeah. imagine like doubling that with some really old like Johnny Cassius, writers in the Sky type stuff. So that was really long, but it just got boring to play. So I th- we think we cut it out somewhere. Um, and we used to go and play this song. To speaking of, it was only we gonna to play to in front of girls at uh, Jody Rizzano's house to try and, and try and get these women. That was the. That's was right. It? No, 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 no. I, I'm
1: remembering now you talking about this, where it's like, hey man, I remember y- you guys
0: talking. We need to come up with lyrics to this song. <laughs> There was lyrics. And uh, you know why? We started playing the song and, and the and the girls were, were... It was working. And then I remember some other guy, I want to say his name was Chuck Snay or something. shows up and he's like, can you guys play Ask by The Smiths? Which strangely, we could. And then we started playing it and he sung the song and all the girls went to him. And we were all like... What? <laughs> What's up with this? We came here to pull this off, and this guy shows up and he sings a song. Everybody knows the lyrics. We We need lyrics. We need a singer. We need lyrics. He had had stolen the goal that we had set out to achieve. So we we bring this thing all back together. If there's exterior noises here, it's coming from any number of random kids that, that wander through Killjoy's house. Now, the lyrics. We're going to talk about the lyrics for a second now. The, this this song is called The Vagabond, and as I had referenced before, uh, we, uh, we were very into the Smiths and the, sort of these self deprecating um lines. Um, and sadly, we did kind of hook up with a lot of these women, and it wasn't, it was a weird thing, right? When and I'm I'm going to say this in a few ways when you when you get together with somebody but you're not wholeheartedly into it like and maybe they aren't either but you just don't know but in, in your mind maybe you think you're you're the greatest person in the world and so you you think to yourself oh yeah um this person's way into me but I'm not way into them and uh and you feel a bit like this person who has no soul that you sort of lost what's inside of you and and you've given it all away and then you sort of run through your your emotion of uh, shame and whatever cycle that is. And you realize, um, I, I'm not a good person. And then you almost give it the, it's not me, it's you. And you, you run out and you say, screw this, um, I'm out of this. I'm just moving on. You can't tie me down. I'm a vagabond. And that's really where the, that's really what's behind this song and its lyrics. And if you do hear, as you listen to this, the the song will come up next. The lyrics are very, very short and it makes up a um i don't know what are the lyrics like 45 seconds total yeah something I'm like that so uh, the vagabond which ended up being the lead song on there the title of the album and we went down into the Borrego desert in this um strangely reminiscent of the the beginning of the uh the beginning of the um the doors and we went out to the desert and just shot black and white photos. And we we took a bunch of clothes from uh, our parents' closets. And we, we took these strange random photos on rocks and, uh, and wearing um, suits and umbrellas. And all sorts of goofy stuff that made as We tried to make as little sense as you could out in the desert as you possibly could. And uh, and that became the cover of the album. What's that?
1: Do you need something?
0: No. That became the the cover of the album... Actually, not the one that I put on the album you see there, but the, the Vagabond, which was its original cover, which there was a few t-shirts of for a while. So, that was the story behind The Vagabond. Do you remember the lyrics to The Vagabond? Call me The Vagabond, you'll see me on the road, 400
1: miles from anywhere, it's a place that I call home. Just love me, love me, love me. Tonight, you'll be my own, which I don't get that part. You don't get that part. Um, Wait. Everything you're giving me is not my own.
0: Everything you're giving me is nothing I should own. Nothing I should own. Sorry,
1: everyone. But that's pretty much it. And then we sing the chorus a bunch of times. Yeah. And you
0: you did those... I've forgotten the recordings. You did those great overlays. And now that part's like my favorite section of the song. Because you sort of drop in those those harmonies. I harmonize with myself. And I,
1: I learned how to sing in key about see, it's 91. I took voice lessons in 93 in college. We were the band that didn't break up because of drugs or women or anything like that. We all went to college. We broke up because
0: of responsibility. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <That's it>. Dicks. <laughs> anyway, so I took voice lessons, classical op, um, Italian in college. And I fucking, I figured it out. Pardon me. I figured it out. Earmuffs. Air muffs. Air muffs, everyone. All right, got kids in the house, <laughs> but uh, I figured out how, how to sing much later. After we didn't sing anymore, yeah, and I'm, st- and I'm, st-
0: I'm still, crying still, I'm still mad about about the breakup. Hang on a sec. You mentioned you don't understand that line. Everything you're giving me is something I should own. It's kind of like when you when you do get together with someone that wants to get together with you, but you're not. You don't really care, right? Like you're you're indulging in your senses, but not your heart. So the other person has committed completely, and you're just sort of like, yeah, tomorrow I'm a vagabond, another hotel, another situation. So, but they're giving it to you, and I'm I'm going to get I, real literal now. Go. That's,
1: well, everything Make are getting... Make the song your own. It's, uh, oh, that's right. It's art. <laughs> Sorry, we're overthinking it. I actually was listening to that uh, Red Dog Radio um, in the bucket truck on my Spotify account and Vagabond came up. This is probably about a, a month ago. And I'm listening to the Vagabond lyrics and it's just a few of the things I'm like, I have questions. <laughs> I have notes. And it's thirty years later or however long, twenty plus. But uh it's it's all fun and it's it was a great time.
0: And this this was our opener. Like we opened with this one I think because it was it was so easy to play and it was so mellow and it sort of made us. Well, comfortable. we were so on nervous. Stage. Yeah. We all just needed to chill yeah. out. And I, a footnote to this, because it, and some something in the back of your mind thinks you're always a terrible garage band, right? You, that's always in my mind. You, my band was never that good, and then it's my band could have been great. What pisses me off is twice. I remember twice. Uh, so we went to a school down in San Diego on Poway High, also known for the, the founders of Blink-182. And I remember two shows, two of the shows, Wellborn's was one, and there was another one at some... Oh, Janelle Belezo's. Belezo's house, where we got shut down by the fuzz. Uh, they, he, was in the, he was in the crowd of both of us. So we had Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 before he had a band, or I think he could even play guitar. Watching our band, so I like to say this. I mean, a lot of people don't. A lot of people can sp- speak around things. But Just I like to say it. I like to say that Blink One Eighty Two wouldn't exist if it wasn't for us. I mean, they probably looked at our band, Sheffield Wednesday, and said, "We should become a band because if these idiots can pull this off, like we're we're going kick, to kick butt." I can agree with that. <laughs> so remember that. Without Sheffield Wednesday, there wouldn't be any. There wouldn't be any Blink One Eighty Two. Wow. You think? Well found, yeah. Just, can I just, let me just take a segue here on this podcast. Let me just go down the same logic. Maybe it's the alcohol. Maybe it's not. But, <clears throat> okay, follow me on this one because I sort of used to date Scarlett Johansson. I know that sounds crazy, but let me, let me bring this back around where it could be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's the deal. All right, this is getting weird. I got to go. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> follow me uh world this is killjoy's random logic it's not good logic in college there was a girl that liked me and she had a boyfriend that liked her but she liked me not her boyfriend okay so follow me this boyfriend's name okay, I'm trying. his Go name on. was nathan and he liked he liked uh, her she liked me so Technically, and I didn't like this girl at all. I'm like, this, this, this is not my, my wheelhouse. But his girlfriend was had it for me. Okay? Now fast forward 20 years. This guy, Nathan, is dating Scarlett Johansson. Right now? <laughs> no, this was like eight years ago or something. He's dating Scarlett Johansson. But go with me now. I'm trying. It's, his it's his girl thin. his girlfriends are not good enough for me, as established in college. Right, in college his girlfriends liked me and that not him. Sounds
1: kind of creepy, man.
0: So, if I use logic, Scarlett Johansson probably likes me more than him. So
1: if we call Scarlett Johansson right now <laughs> and put together that
0: logic, what do you think would happen? I don't. I don't. She's probably not going to even know who I am. All right, back to the vagabond. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll edit that in post. But I like to tell myself that once in a while, just for my own ego's sake. <laughs> All right. So, anything else on the Vagabond? I don't know. You should just play it. I. Um, I, I ha It was fun, man. I got one. Th- I got one thing on the Vagabond, and as much as we have eleven songs or something on there, it kind of hasn't. Oceans got cut out. It was your singing oceans <laughs> oh or ocean. Sorry, it uh, Vagabond probably is my most sort of sentimental song on the album. Like if I look back on that, it, it's probably one of the simplest. Here I am, is maybe the <laughs> simplest because it was just a jam. But I, I'm like Vagabond. Really, for me, is is like when I think of the band, that's the that's awesome. That's the seminal. No, and, and and I saw
1: your po- uh, a post recently going to a surf show or something around here yeah. where you put that music to it that was cool but um, another good song was Sun God but we'll talk about that another time
0: Sun God's another episode we're, by the length of this one it's going to take us a while we're going to this is a series called the Sheffield Wednesday Chronicles the Chronicles with a little bit of Jack and Cavassier yeah and we're missing a couple of our members. We're going to drag another one of our members in who, who'll probably just curse a lot, but he's good to have on the show. Yeah. He played guitar. He wrote a lot of the song. Actually, it was phenomenal talent to the band, but that's what happens. You, you get angry and you write music and it, and it works. Uh, he's
1: always angry, so. Especially on
0: Sunday nights. Yeah. yeah. He's always drinking on Sunday <laughs> nights. <laughs> All right. With that, <laughs> it's the end of the podcast. How long was this podcast? We got 21 minutes no in. I hope you've stuck any,
1: is anyone going to listen to the If you've made
0: it this long, send me an email and I'll yeah. buy you a free drink or something. There you go. <laughs> you made Give us your comments. We're not going to we're going to publish this just to the Anchor community. And if you're out there listening uh, and you made it through this or maybe you skip forward to just the song and you're not hearing me say this at all, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. We'll do a. We're going to listen to it here too, and probably cry a little. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, we'll do a recap. And, see if we remember anything. And if you guys have feedback,
1: man, I'd love to talk about it. It's
0: just a fun time. Yeah. Obviously. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. Uh, here we go with uh, Sheffield Wednesdays, the Vagabond, recorded in what day? It was July. July thirty first, ninety. 91 in Escondido, California, in what looked to be during the day recording studio at night. I'm thinking a torture dungeon by a real skinny guy with long hair. Well, he was it was
1: post 80s, so he had a mullet. Yeah, he
0: had a, blonde hair <laughs> he, guy. Had, he had a mullet. 11 songs in a day. He wasn't happy about that. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, Sheffield Wednesday, The Vagabond. If I can get it to start.